Welcome to the Journey of a Singer with me, your host, Nick Pritchard. This is the podcast where we dive into the fascinating and unique journeys of those individuals within the creative industry. Today's distinguished guest is jazz and big band singer Andrew Bourne. Andrew shot to prominence as a finalist on Britain's Got Talent, appearing as part of the UK's most successful swing vocal group, Jack Pack. The Jack Pack kickstarted their whirlwind career with a top 10 selling album with Simon Cowell's record label. They have toured the world, performing alongside global artists such as Katy Perry, Take That and Jessie J. As well as the honour of singing for His Majesty King Charles at the Royal Palaces, Andrew has delivered bucket list shows at both the Royal Albert Hall and Proms in the Park, performing for audience sizes of 50,000. Andrew has ventured into a new journey as a solo artist, most recently as a finalist on ITV's reality TV show, Starstruck. In our conversation, Andrew peels back the curtain on the reality of the entertainment industry, sharing inspirational stories of his time with the Jack Pack and aspirations as a solo artist. So, sit back and enjoy the journey of a singer with today's guest, Andrew Bourne. Andrew Bourne, welcome to the podcast. Brilliant to have you. Thank you very much for coming in. It's a pleasure. Yeah, we've, we've never actually pleasure. met in person before. No. But obviously I've seen your stuff on social media. I've seen you on the TV yeah, many yeah. times. And congrats, by the way, because thank you. most recently you're on Starstruck. And yeah. I thought you smashed it. I was genuinely looking at it like, he's got to win this. There's no, <laughs> there's no way he can't win this. And then they called the Adele singer, yeah. who obviously won. Yeah. She was great. But she was I, good. I was biased. I did definitely think. I think you we, we've got a love for it, though, haven't we? Yeah. We've got a, a specific love for the uh, for the genre, and I think with that kind of show, there's there is it's obviously talent involved, but there's also, you know, you're they're, they're big icons. So those big, regardless of talent, regardless of who's doing it, if there's a song that means something to you, it's yeah. got you know a special place, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. The it was an audience vote. And it was, I'm not saying it was all young people, but Adele is very much, you know, kids to grandparents. Everyone loves Adele. And uh, Sinatra, you know, I know some of the... The, the audience was, how many people were in actually? In I think the it was about 400. Okay, it's bigger than I, th I thought it was going to be. But then it's different to something like when you guys did uh, Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. That's, you're talking about millions of people that are able yeah. to vote in it's totally different ballgame yeah 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 it's a whole, whole yeah being live um yeah being live was very different this was this was just in and out yeah. studio you know i've got a, fu a fun story about it so the the starstruck tv show yeah um i don't know how much of this they mentioned to you when you were on it but i was i was on it on right. the uh, it was season one yeah I can't remember if it was pre-pandemic or post-pandemic, but I was doing the Sinatra thing, and the taxi oh, driver with Aiden, with the, the bloke, the taxi yeah, driver yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. was on it, and there was two others, and those two others weren't the same two that was was on no. yours, um, and they said to us, uh, they were like, okay, so we did the audition for for who they were going to pick for the show, yeah, and they said, okay, the Sinatra lots through, and then they changed their mind and they oh. pulled out on the Sinatras. Yeah, but then it looked as though they pulled out on the whole show because it right. never went ahead. Basically, your season was was the first season. No, 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 was no, it, no, no, no. Yeah, no. It, it the was. first season, uh, Cher won it. <laughs> oh, okay. So was that season? <laughs> but two? It, it was COVID. Yeah, like right, the, the right, voting okay. was that all. That makes more sense. Yeah, I think there were booths in the studio and there was no audience. Uh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. So we were pulled out of that season. Right. 
And they said, oh, it'll be in the next season or something, something like that. And and did you then, get a call? Or? I never got the call back. Did you know no, what? no, no, no. I think um, they, they really liked Aiden. The, yeah. The, the taxi driver. Taxi driver, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he did a good job. I, I, I never thought they were quite that keen on me, to be honest. Right, okay. Um, it was one of them where I was like, oh, I came off it with a with a bit of a weird feeling. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'd go back onto it, but then... TV is a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. Especially in our industry of uh, performers, and whether whether you're a singer or, or a juggler or ventriloquist or whatever, there's so, there's been so many examples where people that have been in the game a long time go and do a TV show. They're begged to go and perform on Britain's Got Talent or whatever, and they get on there and, you know, there's a tiny edit and they're laughing at them not with them but laughing at them mm. and there's been i think there's been too many examples of that that have put you know real quality acts off of going on and doing it and i i i have a very different view i obviously try and keep it a balanced view but my experience with uh, with britain's got talent at, with jackpack was um was just all positive you know they they really supported us i, I they kind of had I think they had a feeling that they wanted an act like us and we felt supported. So from my perspective, I was one of the lucky ones, I guess. But I, I, I certainly have heard of experiences where it's not been quite as positive. Oh, you, you nailed it with the Jackpack stuff. Definitely. Yeah, you it, was, guys were it was good. Unreal. We'll I get can't, can't take any credit for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, no. In, in terms of... We'll, we'll get we'll get on to the Jackpack stuff. Sure. Um, as well, but with with the reality TV, yeah, we've had a few people on here that have have done those yeah. kind of shows. I've done a few, yeah, and I've also had really good experiences. I think it is what you make of it, yeah, as well. And and I think you're way more likely to get a good edit if you just go with the vibe, yeah, 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 be yeah. positive. Um, yeah, I think um, I think nowadays there's been so many there's been so many of these shows, isn't there? So many yeah. finalists or whatever that have come off the back of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, we we can talk about all of that, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> one of my one of the funny things, right? They laughed the the costume department. They laughed at me because I was I went in with a view of I'm 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 all right. Like I've got a good enough business. I've done what I've done. This was purely about an experience for me. It was just another page in the book. That's what I kept saying. And my wife kept saying to me, what are you doing this for? She didn't get it. And and having left uh, Jackpack, I, there was just an element of me going, oh, why not? You know, just it's just another little bit of exposure and this time just as me. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was the reasoning behind it. But I, I remember going in uh, for the first kind of wardrobe fitting and I said to him, look, I said, if you try and put me in something daft, <laughs> I've got a car full of suits that I will wear. And if I don't, then I'm off. And they were laughing. And from that point on, they were like, are oh, you going to go and get your suits on the car, are you? <laughs> so, but, you know, it was it was one of those ones where I just had to feel, I felt like I had to be protective of yeah. what I've got. And uh, I wasn't, if I wasn't happy, I wasn't going to do it. Simple. But you've, you've worked to get to that position. Yeah. Like when you, I mean, I, I haven't been in this game as, as long as you, but when you first start out, it's like you take opportunities for the, sometimes for the sake of taking them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'll get to the point where you're at where it's kind of like you're choosing what, what you'd like to do, yeah. how to steer your own career. Yes. Um, and you can afford to do that because you've built up into a position where you, you don't need certain things. You, well, I think, I think experience gives you that path and it teaches you 
where you want to go and where you're not that fussed about. You've performed on stages with like thousands. Of, yeah. With, with Jackpack, I mean, another level of numbers. With yeah. Them. And you've performed like alongside some absolute megastars. Yeah. What was that part of your life like where you're, I mean, you're getting the, the, the news articles, you're getting the interviews, you're getting like... yeah. All of a sudden, everyone's blowing up your phone and is like, we want the jackpack on. Just talk us through what, what is, what's going through your head, what's happening? Well, everything was communicated via our manager. So we were just getting these crazy calls constantly. Do you want to go and sing for Prince Charles? <laughs> uh, yeah, we do, of course. Um, we're going to go, we've been booked to uh, sing for 3,000 people in Dubai, an open-air concert uh, and Katy Perry's on after you. Fancy it? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, how much oh, do I pay and, you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and the prince of whatever's going to be there. You know, it's like it's crazy. And we we did we did that kind of stuff regularly, um, and mixed in with you know like a an open a co very corporate kind of gig like the opening of a Land Rover garage or something like that. You know, where you're you're just at this event where people are standing about with a glass of champagne waiting for a ribbon to be cut but you're in the background singing so there was a, such a a mixture of events and did you sort of take was it a case of we've got to take as much as we can a lot of exposure obviously yeah. there's a level but you want to do as much as, as you can at that point well do you know funnily enough yes but no our manager was very protective about the level of work that we did and what I, what I mean by that is the we weren't out doing the celebrity soccer games. Does that make sense? And I use that as an example because I can I can remember it. But we were we weren't mixing around the at the time. Towie was such a big thing. We weren't trying to be those kind of guys. We were family guys. We were the brand was an elevated brand. We wanted it to be aspirational. We wanted people to even though I was just you know a young lad with two kids wearing a hoodie at the weekend. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. was that was the reality of it. I, I remember my our manager. We uh, we were doing the Christmas lights on Regent Street. Okay, so massive, like massive gig for us. Regent Street was packed. Take that, we're on. They were doing the light switch on. Emma Bunton was there. I can't remember who else was there, but I was talking to the mayor of London. Uh, maybe not the mayor of London, but the mayor of um, like Mayfair or whatever. And uh, and he was saying, "Oh, you know, how has it been? What has it been like?" And our manager was was there as well. And I was like, "Yeah, it's great. You know, I was I still drive around in my Ford Focus though." And my manager afterwards said, "No, no, 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 no." No one needs to know about your full focus, <laughs> and like that. If that summarizes it, that was like aspirational. You've got you've got need to make people think that you are something to look up to, even though I'm so much the guy next door, and I'm so open about what it is and what I've got. In the last eight years, my life has built through, you know, working hard and jackpack and stuff, um, and just age. You know, you you kind of you work your way through life don't you but yeah that was quite a big lesson for me is like no 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 no. you don't talk about your forward focus anymore not there's anything wrong with full focuses <laughs> but i get it and it was the, i just had to change my mindset a little bit um and yeah I, i'm sure it didn't do me any harm learning that lesson those have got to be some real highlights though the, the things that you've just outlined and they are like mega star events so yeah I can see what i can see what your manager's saying is like you know you're on the same stage as these people that aren't driving a Ford Focus. Like, yeah. 
we want you to to be on that same bracket because you are like yeah. on the same on the same page. Yeah, exactly. People. Yeah. Would you say those are some of the the biggest highlights of like, the royalty, the the uh, three thousand? Yeah. Um, uh, recording the album was was just absolutely mega. Seventy piece orchestra in London, like forty piece string section, and we, and songs that were epic. Maybe a bit too epic for for people. I think I think that maybe that was possibly one of its downfalls. Um, but yeah, it was just such an experience, such... and it did really well. Like it... yeah, it did it did really well, but not well enough to get another album out of out of Psycho. Mm. It was a funny one. It was it did well. We got number eight in the charts. We were apparently we were very very close to being picked up by uh, Sony in Australia, Sony in uh, South Asia, uh, Sony America were 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 talking, and I I I genuinely feel like there with regarding the album that there was like eight wasn't good enough, like from their perspective they've got Simon Cow the 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 Simon Cowell spending a fortune on this album with these guys that have just had major TV have done every show in the country and they've only got to number eight in the charts but from my perspective the 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 flip side of it was that there was so much money spent on it that you're bound you know it's all a business you're going to be looking at the profit and loss at the, at the other side of it going we've spent X amount and it's only pulled in this amount of sales and it was at the time of no record stores being open, no HMV, you know, you're reliant on CD. Our audience was an older audience, I'd say, and, you know, they're buying CDs in the supermarkets. You're reliant on logistical departments of supermarkets for your whole future. It's like I was going into Morrison's game, why haven't you got my CD on the shelf? No one's going to be able to buy it. Um, but that, and that was like the reality of it. You were kind of, we were busting around, checking that they were... Uh, they were available for sale and Spotify was just growing. So not everyone knew what Spotify was. Certainly the older audience, even, you know, the middle-aged audience, Spotify was so new and uh, it was very bad timing, very bad timing. It, it really annoys me because we could have done, album two could have been much more, uh, well, just not budget, but it could have just been much less. We didn't need to spend you know, well, just for for reference, I mean, if you've got seventy people in, yeah, exactly, it, on a top producers, all recorded in London. Yeah, we went we went to the Ukraine and recorded a music video. We had a hundred extras. You know, the t the production team was in uh, enormous, hundreds of thousands has gone into that. Yeah, 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 Li yeah, literally. So you can you when you you know and you you know what it's like. It's all a business, isn't it? When you look at it at the other side, you go, where did that? You know, why why didn't it go right? And for me, if I if only they'd have gone, do you know what? There's another 20, 30, 40 grand. Let's do album two. Let's just simplify it. Because I, I also remember the week that we released our album was the week that uh, Elvis, there was the Elvis Philharmonic album, which got to number one, obviously, like huge amount of sales. You can't compete with Elvis. There was um, uh, Rod Stewart released an, uh, an original, you know, a new album fresh Rod Stewart album and I remember listening to him on the radio at that point saying I recorded this in my own studio at home because there's no money you know you can't earn the money back from that's going what he out. said that's Stewart, what he said yeah. yeah I remember I remember listening to the interview and there was us with this huge album that was you know gold plated it was mega um, so that's you know that's that's the background of it really that is crazy isn't it yeah it's really like 
I did I did a song with a, a twenty piece big ba- big band. Yeah, yeah. In comparison to that, and yeah, that was literally for like a single song, three hours. Like guys, we got to bang this out as quick as possible. Like my, my <laughs> money's like. <laughs> oh, um, take me home. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It was yeah. awesome. Uh, thanks, and um, I just. Uh, I'm trying to fathom now, like 70 people in there, just yeah. the orchestra, and then yeah, you've got yeah. top producers, you've got all the... Yeah. I mean, that is an experience that every aspiring mega. singer is yeah. like... You, most people be like, okay, I've hit, I've hit the top. Like, that is... Well, we... Is, uh, we were like, where'd you go? Where'd you go from there? We we were giving money for clothes, you know, stylists. Amazing. We were going up, you know, Oxford Street, going and buying this and buying that for... Oh, uh, we, We're doing a TV... We're doing the, you know, this morning in a few days, we need a new outfit. So we were going out and buying new outfits. And then we had a, our videographer and photographer, Tommy, that was that was with us at all times, capturing everything. So, so much money that went into it. So much money. Cars being, picking us up and stuff. It was, it was, a, you know, it was, it was like the real deal. It was the real deal for that little period of time. I, I think a lot of people don't realise, like, even the big artists that, have done really well. Yeah. It, it it's there's very few that have like an indefinite period in that limelight. Even yeah. the top top artists. Yeah. And to be able to say that you've done that, I don't think people realize like how much of an achievement that is because you 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 were in that that stage for a number of years and there are like big time icons that yeah. only lasted a couple of years in like and put a couple of tracks out yeah. and lived that lifestyle that you you lived yeah where people are picking you up and you're getting the clothes and you're yeah. like that is just phenomenal is it really like what an achievement the, at the end of the day i i've often say that the the other side of it we were very very lucky because you're only you're only in the limelight when you've got something to sell so we we were dropped after album one. There was nothing else to sell. So we weren't in the limelight anymore. We we did we still had some nice gigs and we we got a show at the Royal Albert Hall that we were part of and still managed to do some some cool stuff. But we were fortunate that the genre that we sang was something that was timeless and that could if there was a big event in London that had you know a Vegas theme, a Hollywood theme, a you know James Bond theme. We would be the guys to get the call. You're also like a good-looking bunch of guys. Like, yeah, it's not like you've got these. You know, not that it would be a bad thing, but like if you're all in your seventies, sort yeah, of like yeah. croaking along. Yeah, it, yeah. There was it's definitely fresh. Like, who else is doing that? Yeah. Where else are you going to find a bunch of like younger lads? Yeah. Who can put on a show? Yeah. And and represent the country. As oh, well. we did like, put on a show as well. Yeah. It's so good. And and I think there's something so so british about what you did like yeah. to go through the britain's got talent yeah the brand that you created and i think it was very much like in this country like yeah like we created it was one of those things where like brits are like yeah we've created jackpack yeah um and it's a very like iconic, iconic yeah thing. Oh, so cool, yeah. there's an element of pro- like i'm proud to, to like whenever i like mention even to say like oh i know some members like yeah, myself yeah. and martin you know it's, 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 there's an element of pride there yeah yeah it's, it's oh, like, nice um, yeah it was it was it was amazing. I think we all learnt a lot from each other as well, like being on stage. Because yeah. I I feel like my Alfie, who was one of the original members, he was like the cheeky Essex boy, 
and younger and he's such a cool bastard on stage and I wasn't like that wasn't my thing but I, I feel like over the years I picked up a bit of his kind yeah. of uh, cheek and the way he flirted on stage and I, I do it a lot now and like you know happily flirt on stage because that's you know it's what it's, it's all part of it but I definitely learned a lot from him and all like Sean was just so so smooth you know it's just such he was he just looked after himself so well and I and I didn't understand that element of life either I just wasn't you know I had kids to deal with Martin was like the musical one he was just like harmonies and so he had so much more natural musicality than me so the four of us all had our different strengths I was the entertainer like I was the one that had done Pontins and was used to like being able to entertain a crowd um, and very happy at doing so and sometimes the guys would be like oh no you know can't let's not do that but I, I couldn't help myself you brought everyone out their shell probably then I don't know. Yeah. they'd be like no we're not we're not singing sweet caroline <laughs> <laughs> and also the other thing about that show is people feel like they're part of your journey because you've gone through the whole britain's got talent thing they've yeah. obviously been voting you through yeah and and they feel a part of it yeah so i still get it now yeah it's a, i say it's a gag of mine on stage i say i was you know some brit's got talent anyone vote and there's, there's always one in the in the audience that goes yep <laughs> say so, is that you mum <laughs> and then uh, and then i say i'll oh, join your money back and everyone everyone laughs but yeah no but you're right afterwards people come up we voted for you happened two nights ago That's we really voted nice. for you yeah really it was amazing nice. really amazing and, and to, to me it sounds like obviously overall a massively positive experience and you even just in the way like you're reminiscing about it you can yeah. tell that it was just an amazing i'm part. so grateful yeah so grateful like we we supported the jacksons at proms in the park wow. sang in front of fifty thousand people oh my god literally fifty thousand people all waving their you know union jack flags and singing along it was we we had a good we were on for I think we were on stage for about 45, 50 minutes and uh, yeah, the Jackson Five or Jacksons were on after us and uh, it's just mega. It's just mega. You know, such a, an amazing experience. One, that's the thing that will never be topped, I don't think. You know, I'm, I'm, if I'm lucky, I might get to record another album. Even if I pay for it myself, I might get to sing at the Royal Albert Hall again. Who knows? Will I get to sing in front of 50,000 people? That's quite a big one, isn't it? That's huge. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, most people never get near to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, was was it's there amazing. any points where, or was there any low points to it? Or was it all just kind of like this big, uh, um, big journey? And No, no, not low points. There were four of us and a manager. And we were all on the journey together. We were, we loved each other like brothers. And uh, we we've genuinely had like we had such a good journey together um along the way you've got four men with different opinions basically you know so there's always going to be that typical boy band thing where it happens to all all boy bands you know when there's someone i don't know it's you know there's you you're not always going to pull in the same direction are you and you're one of the reasons why i left was because two of the guys had very small children and I just wanted to do more, and the everyone else's commitments didn't seem to marry up with where I was at in my life. I wanted to really put some energy into it and reinvigorate what we had. Do you feel like they were slowing down when you wanted to speed up? Yeah, yeah, which is natural, and there's no no blame at all. It was just you know it's just different stages of life. Um, so I, I was I was always I always felt I was pushing, and uh, that's just me. 
it's just me uh, you know where it, maybe it's not always a positive thing i don't know but i just i just like to i like to put energy as much energy into things as i can to know that if it goes wrong we've tried if it goes right we've done it but for a reason that's 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 how i work yeah and so and then did, so it did it get to the point where you were like you felt like you were ready to take off and do something and then it, it kind of got to that point where you thought well, if they're not going to be on the same speed as, as where I'm at now, then yeah. I need to go my own way. Is that kind of the reason? Yeah, pretty much, moving? pretty much. I think there was there was an element of COVID kind of getting got in the way and we'd all been out of the game for a little while. So it, it was, there was definitely, um, I don't know, yeah, it was just, I, I had a different business, like in a very simple way to explain it. I had this other income, so I wasn't reliant on it. I know that sounds, it's such a simplistic thing, but I've got three kids and a house and a dog and cars and, you know, life's so expensive now. And unfortunately, it's everything's about money, isn't it? You know, unfortunately, I've got to make sure that I feed the kids and pay the mortgage and whatever. So having the income from from the handyman business which was doing great as well that just gave me a little bit of freedom to go what's right for me I, I i wasn't trapped financially to the band so it was that it was at that point and just kind of weighing it all up i was just yeah you know, i just thought it was time for me to to do my own thing and don't they say something about life cycles every seven years or something it was seven well, they, years. they say that your cellular turnover, yeah. your, the autophagy of your cells, so your, your cells dying and recreating, they, apparently, yeah. every seven years, you're an entirely new set of cells. Really? So, you know, your your skin turnover might yeah. take however long, your your liver, but apparently every seven years, there you go. You're, you're actually a new person. It was bang on seven so, years. Was it, it exactly seven yeah, years? Yeah, yeah, it was. They yeah. also say there's the seven year, it's not a seven year ick, but the seven year something yeah where you you kind of get a, a board of all yeah yeah, yeah. giving it your shot yeah um so it was bang on seven it was bang uh, on seven yeah. years and there's no no regrets no bad feelings i'm in touch with all the guys um they were all very supportive after starstruck and uh joe lives around the corner from me i see him all the time um yeah so there's there's and i i've gone on to do things because i i just wanted to sing some of the guys have uh, you know found income from elsewhere and I've found income from from singing and it's much easier on your own than when you've got you, you know four split, of you plus, plus management and, yeah 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 exactly so I you know I do I do go and cruise a bit I work in uh, a hotel chain called Warner's and yeah just do lots of stuff. My diary's so varied. I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm very happy to admit that I will go and sing at a wedding, or I'll go and do a 60th birthday party, or I did a, I did a 60th wedding anniversary like not so long ago in a in a golf club. And I was just like, this is, you know, these 90 year olds are still married and still in love, and I'm and I'm performing for them. I there's no, there is no. Um, thought in my mind like oh no that's a bit low rent or you know i need to be doing this i need to be doing that i just you know a i got to feed the family money's money and b like why why go down the same path all the time keep it varied and yeah yeah and you, you you're you've got a gift that a lot of people don't have where it would be a shame not to use it as well yeah and you enjoy it so it's kind yeah. of yeah 
why would you not? There are times though when you like, you know, the, the <laughs> curse of a full diary. Yeah, yeah. When you're like, you you got you've got a full diary and you you you're feeling like you're doing great, and then an opportunity comes out and you think, oh, I can't do that because I'm doing a you know a whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've and I you know I've I've made friends with people. I've got a gig on Saturday. I'm doing a 60th birthday party. I've sung for them about five times. It's just, you know, we've created a relationship I, together. I've always said that as well. It's like your private clients, for some reason, it, it doesn't feel like business, especially no. if it's a wedding. My kids are coming. <laughs> get to know them. Yeah, like, exactly. Really get to know them. Some of, some of my like best friends, are, yeah. and I still meet up with, and they'll come to a show. Are yeah. People that I've sung at the wedding or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. sung at some kind of event. And yeah. It's just really beautiful. I, I'm sure you feel the same, but we are very lucky yeah. to actually even be we're lucky grateful and it's just a, a real blessing that we have to be able to sing and, and have that as a living 100% um, and then I think about that a lot and then I th I also think it's our duty mm. to put on the most like magical experience and yeah and sometimes I don't feel like it's me that's singing I feel like wherever this voice is coming from it's, I'm channeling it from somewhere yeah yeah here you go here's like this is for you yeah this is for you guys yeah um, I find Do it you, really have you done have you done much in the way of like a normal job proper job so uh, I I really wanted to be a rugby player mm -hmm. and part of the reason I wanted to do that is because I wanted to use that as a platform kind of like um, who's the DJ uh, what's his name Rob Shaw not Rob Shaw oh, he's in it. anyway um, he, he he's done his thing, played for England and then went on to be DJ and all, right. sorts, all sorts of other stuff. I'm a celeb. And, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I aspired towards. I was like, I want to do the rugby, use that as a platform for acting and singing. Right. And then I got some opportunities when I was at uni. I got injured playing rugby and I was just sitting there twiddling my thumbs and this, this TV show was like, oh, do you want to do this? And I was like, oh, I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. Then I was like, hang on, why am I not doing that? Yeah. Did this experience and it was great and it really opened up my eyes and I was like, I don't need the rugby anymore. I can just go on and, and do this. So when I graduated uni, I signed this contract for another TV show and it was a big, a big, like a... What was it? Huge, it, it was Love Island. <laughs> Did you? And it was the first one in South Africa. Right. Um, I haven't spoken about this on the podcast before. I've never watched it. I don't even know what Love Island is. Um... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not even Are joking. joking. I'm not even joking. It's something that I don't know. I've I've avoided. I've avoided. Well, good, well, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd I'd yeah, I don't know how much of this I'm I'm meant to sort of divulge in, but yeah. Basically, I I signed this deal with them, and it was in South Africa, and it was like that was a really nice contract. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And part of it was like you can't do any um, singing or acting because my profile wasn't a singer-actor. I was right. I was this university grad, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my profile. In a similar fashion to how, like, they love to put the emphasis on your, your handyman thing and they, they wanted to put the emphasis on, oh, he's just finished school. Yeah, thing. gotcha. So anyway, I'm like, okay, sounds wicked. So what do I do between now and January, three months? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, you can't do this and this. Like, that's not our problem sort of thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Well, it doesn't say anything about, like, if I'm just street busking. Yeah, yeah. It's not a performance. Like yeah, yeah. So I was a street busker for three months. Oh, really? And that's how I earn my living. So yeah. How all, was it? All of my income came from busking. Right. The streets of London. And I have some wild stories. Yeah, like, I bet. It was honestly the craziest thing. And I was doing the Sinatra stuff. And yeah. The play stuff. And um, there were days where... Oh, that's you. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought I'd recognise your face. <laughs> but... um. 
it it was it was good in a lot of ways because it meant that I could live on yeah. on practicing singing and I was yeah. getting speed. I was it was like my training. Yeah. The days I was out there for five hours in the cold, snow, wind. I was the only guy there. My equipment's getting wet and rained. Yeah. On. yeah, yeah. Um, good so, on you. So I did a lot of that, and then the contract fell through, which is is, is another story with with the TV show. Right. And I was like, well. I've started to pick up a few of these. Like people are taking cards and they're they wanting to book me for things. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm quite enjoying this. I never saw myself going down the straight singer route. I was yeah. like, I want because I'd also been doing a little bit of modelling, a little bit of TV film, yeah. stuff beforehand, and I was just seeing what was out there. Wanted to do a bit of a mix, and then I started to take on these private bookings from the busking. Yeah. And then I started to get like restaurant gigs, and then it was like the members clubs, London, and then next thing I knew, I was being like whipped out to dubai yeah and then then i was singing in front of um a full a full opera house in dubai and i was mate, like what a gig that was so i remember my phone I've, popping I, up i've been looking at that online I'm yeah very jealous it was thinking amazing. i want that gig yeah yeah it was it was really incredible was. it really was and i remember being i mean i actually just i, I just started crying in the changing room did you got this changing room to myself got yeah, yeah name on the door i looked at my phone it had just popped up going a year ago today yeah and here's me like singing on the side of the street oh, mate, with that's the, incredible um and so it was nice because my missus was in the audience and she was like, it's nice like having to watch, going from watching you in the freezing cold where I'm wearing three coats and gloves yeah, to wearing like opera house gloves yeah. and a nice dress. Yeah, um, with a huge orchestra behind you. Yeah, big band orchestra. And wow. that, I mean, that really opened up things. I was doing, I knew it was building to that because I was doing stuff here where I was getting similar-ish opportunities. But, yeah. but that one really kind of opened the door in, in the, the theatre kind of route. So then I yeah. did did this big show in Saudi and then I did uh, a three month thing in, in Dubai with uh, actually the, the London Cabaret Club which uh, okay yeah they would they would they would love to have you doing shows I'm sure yeah, yeah they uh, hook me up yeah no, if you want to because <laughs> yeah, they messaged me um, yesterday saying can you do Saturday the 20th or something oh really and I was I was out of it what in London or yeah uh, no this one is in London in London yeah a friend of mine does uh, does it okay which, Paul Paul yeah yeah McDowell, yeah yeah but I Sung with Paul. When oh. I, I did a few in the one in London. You know, yeah, so yeah. Really yeah, it looks it looks a good. I, I keep saying to him, oh, "I'm going to bring the missus out." Do you know what? I, I will say this to you because you're young and you're 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 kid free for the time being. My, I would say that I'm obviously quite a bit older than you. My drive, I, I can't go and do put myself out there to do the things that I would do if I didn't have a family. So, you make the most of every opportunity like you're in the re you're in a really good spot with where you're at and the gigs that you're doing and the people that you're putting yourself in front of and you're in a situation where if someone said i want you to come and do a residency for for two months in wherever dubai qatar whatever you can go yeah do you know what i'm up for it whereas uh, that opportunity mm. for me I, I wouldn't be able to do yeah i was it's funny you mentioned that. i was reading something the other day that was basically talking about the same kind of thing is like as you get into that stage where you're at, you've got this huge advantage of the experience, yeah, the CV, yeah. How how do you then, as a younger guy, put yourself out there? And it was it was basically exactly that. It's like you need to you need to do the things that you're not tied down by. So yeah. so it's those things where you get a phone call, can you come here next week? And yeah, um, so well, I think nowadays, like you're so much more mature than I was at your age. I was such a you know, even going on Britain's Got Talent at 32, and how old are you? 26. So, you know, even even at 32, I had two kids. I was on my second mortgage, 
And I look back at myself then, and I was such a child still. You think? <laughs> and uh, it was it was like nine years ago. Um, if I'd have, yeah, like at the, I was so wet around the ears at your age now. So like you're, you know, you're out there, you're hustling, and you got to hustle, man. You have to. You got to you hustle. Have to. And I think sometimes it, sometimes it can rub people up the wrong way. Yeah. But I just don't see any other option. No. Like you have to knock on the doors. Yeah. In this day and age, otherwise you're not going to get anything. If no. you just sit there and be like, I'll wait for them to come. come yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it just doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Doesn't. And then, I mean, I've, I feel like I've been fortunate enough where I've, our particular sector of the jazz guys, yeah. everyone seems to be quite nice, like especially the musicians. Yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. Everyone is very friendly and, and yeah. great to work with. Um, but you know, you're always going to encounter a couple of people that like don't like the facts that you're you're trying to put yourself out there. And then what makes it harder is you, the social media side of things. I find it really hard to get across my genuine persona on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the reason I started the podcast. Cause, yeah, because yeah. I feel like you can just sit down and have a chat. And, yeah. and try and be yourself as get, much as possible. Yeah, get yourself out there. Yeah. When you got ten seconds to film a little video, that's like, come and see me here. Or yeah. Whatever, oh it's man, really I, hard I hate to... it. I hate social. Well, I, I don't hate it. That's a very negative word, but I just uh, just don't find it as easy as others. You know, I find it find it very difficult. I put. Think, oh, I'm going to post that. Oh no, I look like a writer, Wooly. So I, so I don't, and I delete it, and then nothing gets put up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I think, you, like in your generation, is it's just much more of a natural thing. Like there wasn't Facebook. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> there wasn't Facebook when I was your age, and uh, even uh, maybe there was actually. But even like uh, like Instagram was just coming out when we did Britain's Got Talent, and we were like, oh no, it won't last. We won't, we won't open an Instagram page. We'll just keep to Facebook and Twitter. And it was such a mistake because we had like, it was so unbalanced. Like our Facebook following was huge and our Instagram following, which started, you know, a few years on. But we all struggled a little bit with it about, oh, what can we do? What can we put? You know, we need to protect our brand. We can't say that we're doing that because, you know, people might think, bad of it but i feel like the way forward is like a lewis capaldi approach which is just i am what i am yeah take it or leave it that's that's the bit that i think is the most difficult to deal with because it used to be the case that like these hollywood stars the reason they had that kind of aura about yeah. them is because you didn't know anything they about were, them they were untouchable, they were yeah, untouchable they were un yeah, like unknown. closed books and now it just seems more popular to go the other direction yeah i wonder if it will swing back like i wonder if there'll be too much of that authenticity and yeah start to be like we want someone that's a bit more of that aura, yeah aura type character yeah i think I, I i just do that naturally i don't i don't on my own social media i don't put anything about the kids i mean it's probably boring as hell really and it's just like oh that's a nice picture of me i'm gonna post that and you know it's just a, loads of pictures of me singing but that, that's part of the brand as well i think a lot, <laughs> a lot of the times it's just a tick box like yeah um, now i view my instagram as a landing page similar to what a website used to yeah be. yeah definitely so when people are going to come book you yeah i get messages on as you do like yeah. on instagram being yeah. like can we book you yeah yeah percent. you'd go to the website hit the email and, and stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah 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 not um, yeah it doesn't doesn't happen like that so it's more it? like so long as you have it and you've got some good quality photos and videos yeah then you're all right and then the reverse side of that is something like tiktok where i just throw as much shit on the wall as possible yeah and hope that something sticks. i don't i haven't done tiktok <laughs> it's a wild game out is there it? yeah it's it's another so for me it's been my most successful in terms of just views and follows and all that kind of yeah thing. 
um, like wild, does it, wildly. Does it convert to anything? You know, like Instagram, you it might convert and people are searching you. They go, uh, do they do that on TikTok and, and message via TikTok? No, TikTok's very good for reaching new people. Right. I wouldn't say it's the best landing page. But so they're, they're not they're not valuable no, to you as a business, but no. the number is. Yes. Yeah. But then Instagram didn't used to be that either. Yeah. So you just don't know. TikTok might fade away, but it might become this place where. Yeah. Um. You, you never know. You never. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the next thing might come along, and it evolves into being the thing that everyone that's the must have and you're already there with numbers and with you know with trying to trying to keep the finger on the pulse of like where things are going yeah well. so what do you do what do you put up anything and everything and just yeah just it's it's clips it's, of you singing and clips of me singing i started off i got my first twenty thousand followers during lockdown right pranking my girlfriend right and it okay. was like a a comedy page comedy oh really skit. and I was like how am I going to convert this into like <laughs> something more serious because I wasn't doing any shows during lockdown yeah, yeah. it was like well, I don't have any videos to show you I'm yeah. singing and and then it's become this thing where I've added the odd singing video and, and now it's so random how it works I've I've got a video on there with three and a half million views of me talking about pigeons in Venice like it's so bizarre and that then I've bizarre. got uh, videos I'm like this one I do really well like I've, it, you know, yeah. it looks the shit and, and it's terrible like it's got a few hundred <laughs> oh um, gosh it's it's a wild west and I don't do think do you ever do you ever just feel like giving up on it and going what's the point um, I've never felt like giving up on it but TikTok is one where I don't care about it that much. Right. So there's no real... So you're not putting like, a huge amount of effort into each of the videos and going oh I need to get yeah. this much or... No, no there's yeah. no... Um, there's no rhyme or reason, but right. there's no attachment really to it. Like yeah. if, if they pulled it all down tomorrow, I'd be like, well, it was what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but your Instagram, Instagram more I valuable. I feel you. like it is because yeah. it has a presence in all generations where, like I said earlier, people that want to book you, they're probably mm. going to check your Instagram before they check your website now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a that's a, bit, a big thing. Yeah. And, um, even just having a few... I think the fact that you can pin things now to your Instagram, yeah. top top three things, yeah, yeah, is yeah. great because you can put like your best shots. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, two, three. Yeah. You know they're going to see it, and and that's often yeah. the case. Yeah, I need to pin mine. Yeah. So behind the times. So that that that's that's one thing is just making sure that when people arrive, so long as the top three things are great. Yeah. Then then I'm happy. Honey, like I I see some people, some artists out there. The likes of Emma Smith, for example, or Leon Garner or James Hudson, you know, these the names that you see out and about, Megan and um, Emma's like, you know, smashing life and doing all kinds of amazing gigs. Her recordings, her Spotify presence, they're good, like good numbers. But we know, as we've discussed earlier, like the, the value of them monetarily isn't worth much. But then she's got the gigs to go alongside it. But is she? Like I often think to myself, like I can go and earn more at a wedding than I can singing at a top jazz club in London. Yeah, um, if you're <laughs> if you're bad. doing it for for money, like the private and the wedding stuff is is always going to trump the uh, yeah like the, the, the jazzy stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think they look at other people and think the same thing. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's, uh, there are three things. Firstly, you've got to consider the monetary value. Secondly, you've got to consider the 
opportunity so yeah. like how how good is this this opportunity and thirdly it's like what you enjoy yeah the combination of those three things yeah if it's Fine great mix. money yeah and yeah, it's yeah. a shit gig you're gonna do it anyway yeah 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 um, absolutely. absolutely vice versa if you really enjoy something and the money's not that good you're gonna be like well do you know what this is good and it's a good yeah. opportunity yeah, yeah um it's trying to get that balance so i i my approach with it is like the money makers are the private ones. Like yeah. I've got a show um, this July for Santo Versace, his wedding. So Versace's wedding. No way. Um, the private, the private scene, like doing the stuff that, that um, I had one for the, the shake of Ras Al Khaimah and yeah, yeah. These, the, the big hitting ones yeah. is where you get the money yeah, and the weddings um, and the corporate and then the stuff I find it difficult sometimes and actually where I toy the most is like doing these London gigs I'm like why am I doing why am I doing this yeah and a lot of it is actually for the exposure well it's the exposure and it's that you know these these other things yeah, yeah consistent yes yeah, just keep, keep and just going. having your name on the keep circuit. dropping your profile yeah I'm doing I've just been booked for a variety show like a comedy variety nice. show in Wimbledon in uh, in September which I'm up for and like just a little 20 minute spot doing yeah. a bit of Frank in between comedians or whatever yeah it's like it's just, you, you try everything something yeah. will work like something will stick yeah, yeah you'll yeah. be at a show where someone's in the audience that you never knew was going to be there yeah and I used to back when I was busking yeah I would, I would be like to my girlfriend I was like I can't take I can't have a day where I'm not doing anything because the busking option is always there yeah the thing with the busking is you never know who's walking past right some mad people walk past where really? it's like you never would have met that person yeah had not been walking in London right so for a long time I was like I, I, even if I don't have a gig I have to go out busking and now it's become well that's not part of the brand like now my brand caters towards high-end luxury yeah. and using clients. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't fit the brand. Yeah. Um, but in terms of exposure, it was like, just do everything. See what, see what sticks. You never know who's going to be there. Yeah. Um, and working hard, keep putting yourself forward for th stuff and getting knocked back. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. You just And, and another going. thing, what you're saying about it, keep, you've you got to keep doing it. Part of the reason is because the personnel changes. So, yeah. for example, if, let's say our mate at Quaglino's goes on to another job tomorrow. Yeah. Like recently at the Ned in London, the, yeah. the booking agent is changed. I haven't, right. I haven't had a gig there since they changed over. Right. So it's like, there's a, there's a door that's been closed there. Like, yeah, 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 it, yeah. If you want to be the guy that's on the circuit, yeah. you, you do have to keep your thumb on the pulse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's finishing up, she's gone on maternity leave, the sound engineer's got like, yeah. your point of reference is kind of, yeah, 100%. over time. That, I'm rubbish at that. Keeping on top of it. Or? Well, just uh, go going and knocking on doors. Yeah. Like going into you. You probably go into a venue and say, "All right, I'm Nick, and this is my uh, stuff." Do you do that? I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. Um, and I think it gets to a point where you, uh, you certainly start that way. Yeah. But it does get to a point where, fortunately, it's like if someone's setting up a new venue or personnel changes, you like to hope that someone said something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was all right getting back in. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. So. Yeah, word of mouth is still yeah. trumping social media. Yeah, definitely. I only really do Quaglino's in town. Yeah, it's a it's a great vibe in London now, isn't there? Yeah. There's such a nice. A lot of these venues are building the the restaurants with a view to actually. We need entertainment. We need live music, and that's nice rather than just being stuck in a corner. You know, with not enough room for a band. You know, it's nice to have some some thought that goes into it and that seems to be the way at the moment there's a, there's quite a lot going on which no, is good good for us yeah good yeah. for us yeah absolutely when when we do it i mean as i say i don't really i don't do many of them quite i love quite that's uh 
It's a nice one. I love coming down that staircase. Oh, it's magical, isn't it? You feel like you're in a movie set. Well, do you know what? My dad, I mean, he nicked an ashtray. Yeah. Do, do you know about the iconic Craigalino's ashtray? No, go on. Let's hear this. It's a, it's a cue. Yeah. For Craigalino's, obviously, and it's like iron, like metal ashtray. And we had one in our house for years, and that was like quite an iconic uh, item because he's been around for that that long, you know. Craig it used Lino's to be the, it used to be this place to go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, exactly. Hugh Grant yeah. would hang out. Exactly. More so of a membersy club, wasn't it? Back yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so to be to be there is to keep the quality up. A lot of people say that. Oh, you know, yeah. all your stuff so uh, high end. You know, such good stuff. And, and that's I'm your like, brand as well. That's that's. Yeah, you, I try. Yeah, I try to. Yeah. I tr- I do try to keep that because I feel like I charge quite a lot. You know, and, and in order to charge quite a lot, I want to make sure I'm wearing expensive suits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the brand as a whole needs to feel I th- expensive. I think this is something that really comes into play with the pricing of things. Yeah. And when you're doing the high-end luxury market, this is where people don't under- understand, like, why you, you can charge more or not. Yeah. You have to get in the headspace of the client and understand how they live, how they... And that means getting a nice suit. Yeah, These yeah. are the people that notice the difference between... I, I, the, the reason this tweaks in my head is because I went to uni with this guy and he went to Eton College. So he got taught all of the etiquette and all that kind of thing. And one time, I, t- I, I had a clue about this. I went to state school and whatever. Yeah. So I turn up and like I'm wearing a... Uh, what I thought was a nice suit. I was like feeling quite chuffed with myself. Yeah. This is years ago. And he just goes, oh yeah, um, you should never do up more than one button on your blazer. You should yeah. be wearing like a proper bow tie. That shirt isn't the right fit yeah. for that thing. This is for that. And I'm like, where is the, where are these rules? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who's written these yeah. rules? It's only a suit. It's only a it's suit. It's not only a suit. But then you, it's a costume. Then you realise that the clients that you want, you have to understand what goes on in their world and you are part you're a reflection of them yeah if you're doing an event for them you have to look a million dollars yeah and you have to be investing in what you're wearing absolutely um absolutely and you have to be able to converse with people in a way which is as if you are a member of their party but knowing when to hold back as I'm not very good at that, actually. What holding back? <laughs> no, just, just no. I, do you know what? I, I can, I am, I can mix with with lots of different crowds. You know, obviously, I've, I've, I've been around so many different crowds. So you, you have to be a bit like a chameleon, don't you? Just yeah, kind of fit in, yeah, yeah. change, change the color for uh, according to the event. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's important. You've got, to, you've got to portray yourself as being proper. You it's, can't. It's not just about when you when you're pricing yourself. It's not just about what you think your 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 vocal vocal ability is. Yeah, you're not there just to stand there and sing a song. No, you're an entertainer, mm-hmm. and you're you're wearing a nice suit. and yeah. you're there to reflect on their day and make yeah. it go how they envisage it to go. One hundred percent. Um, every time it's uh, it's key that was the whole thing with jackpack as well it's like an expensive brand that was why mm. that was why the the record label were out spending money on us for to make to make sure that we would go in and look in you know look in the part that was always quite key actually mm-hmm. and i didn't have it i was literally i didn't know how to do my hair i remember sean coming around before uh before bgt and he was teaching me how to blow dry my hair. <laughs> Not even joking. Now I've never looked back. Yeah. Don't go out there and blow dried. <laughs> you all look. You all look sharp, and and it does add to the. A lot of it is visual. Yeah, a lot yeah, of it yeah. is visual. And, yeah, and um, 
it you've got to have a vocal talent and an ability to put on a show but also if if you're 400 pounds rolling around on stage yeah you're not going to be booked are you like no. pe- people want that image as yeah, well yeah. so um, yeah definitely I, I i think um we used to say that you want the girls to be to want you and you want the guys to have a drink with you you know that's that's the that's the 100%. the nice the yeah. nice middle ground you want to be yeah. you don't want to be completely out of reach but you want to you know you want to be a nice nice balance yeah. and you want you want to be approachable and friendly but also keep yourself kind of do you ever well, do you ever get well it where um I mean, you're a good-looking lad. Oh, like, stop it! You you turn up to an I'm event, old. and no. it, uh, you're looking good. Well, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> push you on the age, but you know you're yeah, yeah. clearly a good-looking chap. Thanks. And um, walking up to a suit to someone's wedding, where clearly the the bride or the bridesmaid or whatever is, has chosen you to be there. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you ever <laughs> exactly get it? What you're saying? <laughs> you, well, all right, I'll just say uh, right. So you turn up, and the blokes are all looking at you like, "Who's this prick?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And by the end of it like you said they want to have a beer that's your yeah. job is to is yes 100% but the initial thought is why have we put like the groom standing there looking a bit like oh <laughs> looking a bit George, Asda George not, yeah. not there's anything wrong with, that, with, with Asda and then you're like you're there and the bride's like oh you know it's so great yeah we have I've had that yeah part of the game isn't part it? of the game <laughs> gotta love it but you're right by the end of it you just be yourself and you have a beer together you're a very humble guy yeah it's not you, the experiences that you've had, you've lived the life that these A-listers live mm. and you've had that experience and at the same time, you're a very humble guy. Like you said, you're still, you're still able to do someone's wedding and this sort of thing mm. and you're able to sit down and have like a, a nice chat and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's very easy. Feel for, good about it. Yeah, it's yeah. easy for someone in that position to suddenly go, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. Or yeah. Like, get a bit s- snobbish about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really nice and I think that will come across really nicely on camera. Yeah. Um, which... You've already shown, I think, on Starstruck, where very likable. Like yeah. um, people watch that and that they like you in the same way that people you you want the guys to have a beer with you after the show. Yeah, that's an authentic thing which comes through your singing and your showmanship. Yeah, and then the opportunities like the TV thing and this where you can show your personality. Yeah, makes you very likable. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't often because it's all social media, isn't it? Yeah, you don't often get the uh, the opportunity to to do it which is yeah it's nice to do and it's a, it's a good format for the podcast honestly mate been a pleasure thank you properly actually meeting in person as well it's the one thing as a singer where yeah you, you're, you're not, never on the same bill are you yeah you know, know of them because they're yeah. doing the similar circuit but yeah, yeah. you never get to meet them so this has been great for me yeah and, um, been really nice really inspiring to see thanks for what having you've me done and, and what you're going to do and wishing you all the best with it and thank i'm you. sure we will bump into each other very soon i'm sure we will yeah well next show you put on i'll try and come i was going to try yeah, and come like, to the, the, oh, pheasantry. the pheasantry. yeah let me know yeah. where and when you're at and um, yeah we'll do yeah we'll it'll do. be nice I'll, yeah i need to put on something more central yes yeah we'll do that finally where can where can people find you then on the uh, socials uh andrew born official uh is my pages and that is born with no e I have to put that in because everyone spells it wrong. Uh, yeah, website is andrewborn.co.uk. Um, and yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure. Been a pleasure.